Deeksha Sethi brings to you her exclusive podcast Different Strokes a place of celebrating the undying human spirit get to hear inspiring stories from different guests that will endure you encourage you and strengthen your willpower and inner voice stories of people who walked through rough paths of various situations and how they walked out of those circumstances boldly as human beings we really want deep and fulfilling relationships and to get these relationships we want people to like us but we worry that people won't like us for who we really are that we will be judged we worry that we'll be unlovable and that there are certain things about us that people will find unacceptable and this causes us to hide things about us a certain part of ourselves a certain part of our identity that we want to keep secret because we are afraid it could be a troubled past it may be a neurosis or it could be about our sexual orientation this is called a relational paradox my first guest today on different strokes is a story of nonconformity of breaking away from this cycle and recognizing and embracing her true self and defining her own ground rules Shruti is an award-winning queer feminist writer and a communication strategist. She's a former journalist who has worked in various capacities with community-based organizations for over a decade. For over 3 years she was associated with the oldest community radio station in Bangalore and she's very passionate about issues of feminism, mental health and representation of women and queer persons in popular culture. Her official name is Shruti Nambiar. but she prefers to use shruti sharda to honor her mother please welcome shruti sharda on the second episode of different strokes so welcome shruti thank you so much for uh, agreeing to do this pleasure okay thank let- you so much for thinking of me <laughs> <laughs> always <laughs> absolutely um okay let me start the conversation with um talking about your mm-hmm. moment of truth so when was it what was it like and who did you choose to talk about uh, yourself first a uh, moment of truth in the sense of coming out right yes mm okay <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um because i i think i'm like a, i'm almost like a baby when it comes to the whole um scene i feel because i came out when i was 27 Mm. and uh, that's like that's what i consider my official coming out mm. why i'm of the belief that there is nothing of that sort you know because it mm. really sounds like a ceremony of things mm. but it really isn't that you know and yeah. i've written about it also that it takes time for you yourself to realize and come to terms with it so you are mm. sort of that mentally that thing is already happening mm. and then mm, it's just the acceptance it. right you've accepted yeah. it and now yeah. you're ready to come out of the closet yeah mm. yeah because mm. you have to notice things within yourself mm. and uh, i don't know like um i guess i mean everybody's upbringing is different but mine was um i guess traditional i guess mm. the messaging around me at least was fairly traditional i grew mm. up in a small town um i hadn't heard of anything aside from um heterosexual relationships and marriages and you mm. know so it was the most obvious thing that you would be 
attracted to a man and mm. sort of plan something traditional in that direction mm. so i guess when i was i took up my job which was at the age of 21 like i finished my graduation and then i mm. took up a job mm. um it was a way of escaping home because i knew if i started to earn my own money mm. um that would really solidify my freedom it would yeah. for the first time let me make my own choices um you know even answer back like mm. i couldn't answer back you know till then so i wanted the freedom to be able to um answer back and say mm. okay i am not going to accept this situation i view my life very differently mm. i live um for me my individuality is more important yeah so i think a lot of my um what you call coming out is connected to that very strongly i feel because mm. as i was rejecting a lot of other um established institutions and norms mm. i was also thinking about myself like who am i attracted to what am i going to put up with what am mm. i okay with what are my ideas of love and companionship mm. and i grew up with so much toxic masculinity around me so mm. much of it was disturbing for me mm. so as as it should be as it should disturb everybody and yeah i was thinking that okay i think my life is going to be very very difficult and unhappy mm. if this is what i'm expected to accept and uh follow you mm. know mm. um i saw people following it around me also so mm. i think the process also involved me sort of thinking of alternatives mm. like can i even imagine uh, a possibility where this is not what i do that mm. you know this is not the partnership i have you know it's a different kind of partnership mm. so i think uh, that's when i started uh, thankfully also gaining the language for it mm. so initially i was working in bangalore so i was exposed to it a little not a lot mm. then i shifted to pune so a little more of the expansion happened that's where i first attended my pride march mm. slowly a lot of words which i was not aware of entered my mm. personal dictionary you know mm. that okay there is something called gender roles there is um there are other kinds of relationships other kinds of partnerships mm. romance can mean something else sex mm. can mean something else love can mean something else mm. and that was very revelatory for me because it was like the seed was already there mm. you know uh for me to even start exploring mm. and then when the language of it sort of evolved within myself i was like okay mm. you know i really do connect i really do see that and um i think i can say that it started with from a place of curiosity mm. that am i even fitting there or not because again i'm like 24 25 by then mm. so I haven't been in these circles I really don't know you know mm. um how to even do anything like how because uh, I had dated only men till then right and I was thinking okay that's that's what I am maybe you know so I think it for me as I guess with a lot of persons you know it starts with from a place of curiosity you sort of open yourself up to uh feeling things exploring things and then mm. um you sort of realize that yeah I am not limited in whatever my attractions may be. Mm. So initially I thought I'm bisexual. Mm. Uh 
but i guess in the few years that followed i realized that i'm more pansexual hmm. in the sense that i i do not look at gender i respect all gender presentations identities mm. i respect all kinds of inclinations mm. and i don't um, see a boundary there in my head that i want it this way or that right so and that freed me up even more you mm. know because i'm like that's one more boundary breaking in my head and i was so happy that that's what i am and i'm till mm. date very happy mm. and um when i came out and i I guess officially I think I was speaking about it already with a few friends who I could trust who I yeah. knew who wouldn't or make a big deal out of it yeah. or judge me yeah um because initially you do sense that okay if I do come out as bisexual in a predominantly women's group or whatever mm. thing you know mm. I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable around me because those feelings do exist yeah yeah um it may not be homophobia but hmm. there is definitely some sense of discomfort yeah 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 and they may not come out with it hmm. uh but act differently or weirdly and i was sort of conscious about it so i just hmm. sort of knew a couple of friends won't do that to me hmm. so i just told them that yeah okay it's not just men you know i do hmm. go out and you know meet women and i there is interest there and all that Hmm. So I mean it was all chill but like officially like um, I sort of came out uh to mom and hmm. when I came out I told her I'm bisexual hmm. and in like the following years is when I sort of evolved and I thought that no that is still limiting to me because I know that I'm more you hmm. know that my hmm. sexuality is more fluid than that hmm. and today I identify as queer hmm. but that's because I feel it's say more solid term that defines me as a person my politics my mm. identity what i fight against what i stand for mm. so um queer uh, is what i go with and uh, whenever i'm introducing myself i mm. introduce myself as a queer feminist writer because mm. the three define me comprehensively mm. Mm. So I have a lot of questions popping in my head now. <laughs> um I think I think I'm going to um probably uh, take this forward by asking you to, so I'm yeah. I'm sure you're more in touch with how you feel right now and it's I'm sure there's a sense of liberation right there's a lot of weight yeah. off your shoulders now right definitely. you you're more yeah, comfortable definitely. in your skin um yeah. you know what you're doing you know what you want right but um do you see people reacting to you differently um and also do you are you cautious when you when you want to open up or when you decide that okay uh, this person can be trusted and i can talk to this person um or are you just in general uh you know very bindas about it that i don't care i'm this is who i am take it or leave it or are you cautious uh yeah i mean i think generally i am hmm. and i feel um my personality is informed by a lot of things you know i mean hmm. um there is a lot of past trauma hmm. uh that is still being dealt with so i guess there is a little um introvertedness that has crept in hmm. uh, i i think i've always been introverted but hmm. i i sense that it has taken on a different form right now hmm. uh generally i'm okay uh, hmm. um i wish i should also say that um because this answer is sort of connected to what you asked me mm. in the process of dealing with my 
depressive episodes mm. and um uh, the trauma and the therapy and everything else that followed that mm. really dominated my life in the past 5-6 uh, mm. years i have really consciously filtered out a lot of people Hmm. So most of the folks who are in a circle right now are the persons I really explicitly trust so I can hmm. be myself with them I don't have to hide hmm. I don't have to censor myself none of that happens hmm. but yeah I uh, in certain contexts maybe at the workplace considering I consult and freelance so I have like multiple places hmm. that I may associate with hmm. so I won't like maybe come out right up you know right like right. Uh, and declare that this is what I am. I just mm. let it take its course. I just uh, maybe come out with it if I feel comfortable, or I just don't. Mm. I also feel that I write a lot, I post stuff a lot, so I mm. guess out there for people to read and figure out also. Right. So yeah, I mean, but uh, if I'm not. coming out with it and being you know too bindas about it that also could be hmm. that i'm it's informed by how i uh, sometimes i'm trying to avoid situations or confrontations which i am not up for you know i right. just am not um uh, going there at all no absolutely i think i i think that makes a lot of sense because it's important for you to feel safe um and feel yeah comfortable with absolutely. whoever you're talking to right because Absolutely. i feel uh, there is still a lot of education that's required no and and people and yeah. I, i was i was i think i was asking you about have you seen behaviors change around you do you do you see people behave differently around you um have you come across any of that not really mm. also could be because as i said i've filtered very strongly mm. um it has been a coping mechanism mm. um and it's possible that i have also willfully ignored certain signs i mm. can't um uh, think of anything mm. specific um that, mm. that's good but, but whenever, <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess that's good <laughs> yeah that's good uh, we can yeah. settle with that <laughs> yeah because there are so many positives definitely i, I feel like mm. being able to live on your own terms mm. uh i mean i'm i'm married and i'm single and i don't intend to change that status at all and mm. um it really has helped me explore a lot of things because mm. um uh, i i i feel that um, so much of it is interconnected so many of our mm. identities of course are interconnected they're intersectional so you need like a stage for you to be able to explore mm. certain things so this is my stage this is me being open being able to explore so that is the stage i needed for me mm. to feel free mm. you know so when i'm feeling free and i'm not curtailed by gender roles not curtailed mm. by any other very traditional institution which is very rigid in its expectations i mm. feel my friendships have evolved my writing has evolved mm. my sense of self has evolved I've experimented with my looks. I really like the super femme sort of look. I mm. like big chunky jewelry. I I I mean it I yeah. didn't even wear that you know a few years ago. Mm. So it's like I I feel like a freer person. Mm. And that is very strongly connected to my um sexuality. It's very strongly connected to the kind of work I do mm. who have have been able to meet as a result. Mm. So 
um, so the my my circle is expanded in a good way though mm. the filters stay but the, the people who have been able to come in have been so um positive and affirming and they're living life on their own terms also mm. so um i feel all of it is very interconnected mm. you know mm. um i mean it's very difficult to sort of bucket it and say okay this is in this stage but that is on that stage because yeah. my trauma response is connected to me coming out uh mm. my coming out is connected to uh you know what experiences i've had in my heterosexual relationships so mm. it's all the yeah it's all very linked to each other mm. Mm. so uh, i know you've mentioned about um you know your heterosexual relationships earlier and um, yeah. so i'll go back a little and talk about your growing up days especially yeah high school and college you know when mm. obviously uh, there is a lot of um, romance uh, high school romance in the air and it's part of the pop culture right you're expected to yeah have a boyfriend or a f- fling or whatever so right was that time confusing for you i think i was not considered um, you know uh, what can i say <laughs> I don't I was such a studious sort of mm. uh, person. I don't think I was anywhere on the radar of being considered a romance possibility, you know, by anybody. Mm. Mm. So and I was <laughs> completely lost in my own world. I was just because studies were my escape. Okay? I mean, I had mm. always been I guess whatever is called a good student, but mm. um and and I really found a good escape in books. Mm. um a lot of this teenage dynamic didn't uh make sense to me i didn't connect to it i mm. didn't find like because my real life was so difficult mm. i couldn't uh, i mean there was no expression for it you know in this mm. kind of dynamic because none of my peers as far as i know were going through it so mm. i couldn't detach and just enjoy i couldn't relax so i was a very serious studious sort of person mm. so uh, in school i don't remember any of that happening i must tell you one incident okay sure sure <laughs> that was um i was in the 12th i think mm. and i was studying commerce so one day i walked into the class and i was i used to sit on the front bench of course mm. because <laughs> i was too i didn't want to be bothered by the other people in the class mm. so i just walked in i guess after the break or something and then um i just suddenly realized there is a hush in the class okay? mm. so i didn't i didn't bother to notice anything because i was always constantly just in my own head so i just i just put my books down and i just looked up and there was this classmate of mine neil who was standing there and the whole class had sort of congregated behind him Mm. and uh, he just said to me hey uh, shruti will you go out with me or something of that sort in front of the whole and class in front of the whole class <laughs> so and i was just i just like raised my eyebrows in surprise because i genuinely didn't understand what the hell is going on mm. and i just raised my eyebrows and everybody just burst out laughing you know so clearly mm. it was like a bet you oh, know like okay. oh here is the here is the studious uh, whatever hmm. girl who clearly nobody fancies but your bet is that you go and sort of ask her out hmm. so hmm. <laughs> it's like 
okay i mean that day sort of solidified that that's what i was being viewed as you know as the most whatever you know mm. nobody uh, like the most that the least preferred sort of option mm. so i mean but i didn't care you know i genuinely i didn't care i mean it didn't like i it's there in my head but it's not like it's bothering me but i do remember that distinctly because there was a I think it was slightly embarrassing though mm, but yeah I'm not sure to the extent that it you know uh, pushed me off the edge or mm. like but, I genuinely But tell me something as as any other teenager uh, <clears throat> you know when when we growing up we have these romanticized uh, ideas about relationships and love and yeah. you know etc etc so uh, did you fight any of these dilemmas did you have any such ideas in your head um f- at least from your side was it confusing for you that you're different I, uh yeah i think i th- i thought i was different uh, only in the physical sense i was still not thinking outside mm. the heterosexual box at all as i said because mm. Uh, the language and awareness of it of course didn't exist you know right. i i had no reference point at all mm. and mm. that's what we were seeing in, in the films uh, mm-hmm. that's what i was seeing in my class with you know people having crushes and yeah uh you know going around and all of that and again because it's small but it was not out there and open also you know mm-hmm. and um this is in the 90s so um, yeah it wasn't it wasn't like ekdam in your face also hmm hmm and i genuinely thought uh, i mean i believed that i'm not i'm not worthy of being fancied you know hmm. i was very uh, like i don't think i was exploring any side of my personality except my intellect i was just wanting to study score well hmm um I knew I had to get out of that space because I felt stifled but I didn't know how yet. Hmm. I didn't know what that path could be. Hmm. I didn't connect with a lot of people. I think they also viewed me as being different. Uh which was okay. I mean, I I I don't want it to sound like a mean thing at all hmm. because we were all, you know, uh we were all socialized very differently. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of things that were like affecting me uh would be very difficult for me to communicate to them yeah. and very yeah. difficult for them also to digest and understand and support. Hmm. So there was a lot of this bubbling thing that was happening and uh, the only way I could fit in was to uh um succeed, you know, achieve things. So I was in debates, I was in elocution competitions, uh, we were hmm. winning a lot of trophies. I would be the only girl in like quiz competitions in like teams mm. so um you know that was me you know that mm-hmm. became my reputation and I became sort of boxed in that sort of um identity mm. so I didn't explore much at all I don't honestly remember crushes but even if they were there I knew that it would be a joke if it did come out you know Mm. So I guess um, there was that outward pressure for me to even not even you know think about it. Mm. I guess it was the same in college also I sort of killed it. There was a little more freedom mm. again but I still went back I kept within myself studying and uh, debates and you know other such competitions mm. that that was where my space was. Mm. Um 
distractions maybe I did feel I mean of course I'm sure I felt but nothing of it was like major um, mm. I didn't know how to even like <laughs> act on that attraction you know I like what do you do with it right so um I saw people around me and they were treating me sort of uh, as they did in school you know mm. like one of those padha types who is uh, sort of yeah. asexual almost mm. you know so, so they would only befriend you when they needed notes right so <laughs> yeah mm. and i did do that i did give notes and mm. my books were all over the place and the 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 xerox machine shop sort of knew my handwriting cuz my notes would be in circulation constantly <laughs> right um but i, I was okay with it i right. really was okay with it because i'm like i i genuinely viewed this this romantic stuff to be beyond my capacity to deal with that's mm-hmm. what i genuinely felt mm. so i was i was okay with it and and then mm. um he had college placement and that's when i got my first job yeah and um i saw an out with that job and i'm like okay i need to take this out because uh i don't know i don't know if it will come again and you know I was mm. really on I was just standing on the edge and looking at a future which involved marriage and kids and possibly staying in that small town none of which mm. was a bad choice but it was definitely a bad choice for me personally mm. and so was there yeah. pressure from home by any chance I mean were they looking out I mean looking at mm. alliances for you searching for boys suitable matches not any of that not at that point mm. yeah not at that point mm. uh but thankfully i took it up and uh, i just ran with it you know mm. so i shifted to bangalore mm. and um and immediately i started opening up because then i was staying in a pg i had a great roommate very supportive mm. she was very sister like she's still in my life mm. and uh you know just seeing her who was so vivacious and so full of life and she's still like that mm. and i'm like this is so great and you know this is mm. possibly uh not exactly me but you know i like this and i can sense that i connect with it and i see uh, some part of me there also mm. until then i hadn't explored it at all so mm. that's when i started opening up we would go out we would you know watch movies we were really close and um mm. i mean bangalore was a new city technically but yeah. it was made so wonderful because I had this great person whom I was staying with and mm-hmm. uh, she was so different from me but she was not you know judging me curtailing me she was really very encouraging i remember like she had this point and shoot camera that was when i first started taking photos and mm-hmm. really enjoying so you know that's when i started opening up mm-hmm. you know that's when i sort of felt that Okay, there is so much more to my personality. I'm not mm. just like a padhaku person. Mm. Again, nothing wrong with padhaku, but there yeah. is more to me. <laughs> Absolutely, know? there is more to just the first rank or whatever else, or you know, the mm. trophies or mm. that was almost a reputation I took on and just solidified. But here was a chance to sort of become more like myself. This is the end of the first part of Shruti's story. Since the conversations are not scripted, we tried to keep it organic and in its original form. 
but for the sake of our listeners we split this episode into two parts because it was rather lengthy so don't forget to tune in to follow up on part 2 of shruti's story only on different strokes